and then, here and there, and always at sexpotcomedy.com. Next storyteller. Next storyteller. Next storyteller. Story Welcome to the Narrators Podcast. This podcast collects stories that were told at the Narrators, a monthly storytelling event that features people telling true stories based on a theme. The show takes place on the third Wednesday of every month at the Buntport Theater in Denver, Colorado. Hey, this is Robert. So we finished up our shows for 2015, and we are getting very excited about 2016. We have done something different this year. We have chosen our themes for the entire year, and you can find those on our website along with some sweet new poster designs by our good friend Michael David King. Um, If you're interested in telling a story, please get in touch with us through the website or through our Facebook page. Our next shows are in January 2016. Uh, January 12th in San Diego and January 20th in Denver. The theme for January is Promise. Today's story comes to you from Amy Liseski. She's the founder and director of Finest City Improv here in San Diego. And you can find out more about her work at finestcityimprov.com. She shared a story on the theme of siblings, which was recorded on December 8th at Tiger Tiger Tavern. Enjoy. Yes, this is improvised. (laughs) Siblings. So I've been thinking about this. I was given this theme last week, and I've been thinking about it. It kind of just hit me a little while ago, listening to all of you. First of all, I want to say that I am incredibly thankful for my family and for my siblings. Um, But I'm thinking back on a moment of truth that I had about 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago now. And uh, ever since I made this decision, I've just moved on. Is anybody else here an only child? All right. So you know how I feel. Does anybody else have siblings? Everybody else have siblings? You also know how I feel. Uh, I'm not trying to confuse you with riddles. I have a unique situation. Uh, Do we have anybody else here who has adopted All right, Kendall, the person who recommended me to do this. There must have been something going on there. I'm from the East Coast, um, so I was born in 1970, and I have an older brother. He's just about a year older than me, and when my parents were young and starting out, maybe like 22 or 23, they decided it was time to have kids, but my mother was unable to. And my dad, being the awesome guy he is, he said, well, we're going to adopt. And uh, back those days, you pretty much said, We'd like to adopt a child, please. And you were given a child. (laughs) Um, So they got my brother. And a year later, they said, that's nice to have a boy. We'd like a girl now. And they got me. And I I sound like I'm being flipped, but like it really wasn't that difficult. Uh, Case in point, four years later, they got a call. So I was about four years old, and there was a phone call. And they said, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Lazeski, Peg and Fran, We've got a kid for you. They're like, we didn't order one. (laughs) Like, I know, but he's this little blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid, and he's Polish, and his family was Catholic, so, hello? We think he's perfect. And they were like, well, okay. So I barely remember this, but we had a station wagon with the wood panel. It was white with the wood paneling, and we all 
jumped in the station wagon and went to pick up Kevin from the nuns. Because that's who he was living with for the first two months of his life before they figured out what to do with him. Which was odd, because with Chris and I, we were both just born, and the, the birth parents just said, or birth mother just said, I'd like to put the kid up for adoption. And then the county said, okay, and they looked on their list, and they said, here you go, we've got somebody for you. Um, now, you would not know, looking at my siblings, I've had one person in my life in college look at me and go, you look nothing like your brother. People tell me that my mom and I, and this again is a product of the 70s, that my mom could be my sister, which of course she loves, and I tell them to shut the fuck up. (laughs) She's a beautiful woman. She's in shape. She's blonde-haired. Oh, wait. (laughs) No. Um, so, So people tell me all the time, like, whoa, you guys are adopted, I would have never have guessed. I'm like, yeah, because back in those days, too, they actually would match you up. They'd say blonde hair, blue eyes, Catholic, ba-ching, that's yours. Um, I say this because I now have a 16-year-old foster daughter who's Laotian and Thai, um, and we look nothing alike. (laughs) Um, So my uh, brother, who's four years younger, Kevin, we were best friends. That is my brother. Uh, My parents are my parents. I've known nothing else. It's never been hidden from us that we were adopted. We were chosen, and I've had a fantastic life, and I'm very, very happy and fortunate. My older brother can suck it sometimes. Um, he used to call me the combi pinko liberal, and we couldn't be left home alone because we'd fight so bad. So I thank God that Kevin uh, was available because that helped out a lot. My little brother that would play school all day because I told him he had to. So let's fast forward. I often wondered what it would be like to actually have somebody in your world, in the world, that really looked like you. I see the siblings, and I'm like, damn, that's cool. I don't know what that's like. Even though my family kind of matches, and my brother is my brother, that would be kind of cool. One time in college, I actually had my college roommate who I was sharing a room with. Over the summer, she was in a big mall not far from my hometown, about an hour away. And I guess so I found out because she came back pissed at me. And she was like, what is wrong with you? I said, what do you mean? She's like, I was at the mall and I was calling you and you ignored me. I was like, what mall? She's like, Syracuse, you were at the mall. It's like, I was not at the mall. She's like, I went right whoa she's like okay because i walked right up to you and looked at you and i was like amy what the hell is your problem and i was like yeah it wasn't me so that gave me like the tingles right i'm like what because i have no idea i'm like there could be another one of them out there scary but it's true you've seen that movie that documentary on uh, netflix called twinsters anybody seen that Right? The two girls, they're both, they were twins, separated at birth in Korea. They find each other when they're 25 through YouTube because someone thinks their friend is on YouTube and it's not them. Anyway, <laughs> I watched that and I was like, oh my God, like that could happen. I'm going to tell you right now, the story doesn't end. It's not her. I, just, I don't have a biological sibling because I did meet my biological mother once and she told me, I couldn't have kids after you, so I adopted. And ah, let's be friends. And I was like, fuck off. Um, that's a whole other story. If there's one about moms, let's do it. 
this is about my sweet, lovable little brother, Kevin, who I love to death. This is my little bro. And um, so he's in college, and he's, um, he's back home. I'm four years older, so I'm, I'm now in New York City, and I'm working, and he's in college, and he's going to school about two hours away from a place called Potsdam, New York. And he is back home teaching, subbing in the high schools, and his name is Kevin. And kids keep coming up to him and saying, Mr. Lazeski, is your brother Kevin? And he's like, what? I'm Kevin. And they're like, no, Mr. Lazeski. That kid, Kevin, is that your brother? And he's like, I'm Kevin. So finally he sees this kid, and he's like, fuck me. By the way, I swear a lot. Um, I mean, it is the spitting image of Kevin. So, and of course now it's all out. I'm going to be on the internet after this. Because I really don't know how. Like, if our last name was James or Smith, I could probably, like, hide, the, you know, protect his identity. But my last name is Lozeskis, and there's not a lot of Kevin or Amy Lozeskis in the world. And this kid's name was Kevin Lozinski. And yes, it was his biological brother. And I just saying that makes me sad. It makes me want to cry, and it's the weirdest feeling. I get so fucking protective of him. Uh, some of the details are that his girlfriend at the time, they went to the same school as him, um, kind of figured out when his birthday was and knew this woman who um, had talked about how when she was a certain age, she had you know, given up... A, child and and she wondered where he was and blah 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 and of course this girl um knew the family and like knew these kids and was like damn my boyfriend looks like them and kind of started put two and two together i guess and talked to them about it and it turns out that his roommate in college was his biological cousin first cousin figured that out after a while they finally approached kevin and told him he has a full biological brother his um biological father and mother um got back together after high school and they got married and they had a kid and they named him Kevin. And it turns out their last name was is Lozinski. Hence they were like, we really want him to be in a Polish Catholic family. Weird. That's freaky shit. So this is not a movie I saw in lifetime. I swear to God, this is true. He has a sister, a biological sister. And he's like, where, how, where is she? Oh, she's the cashier at the CVS. The CVS I go to all the time. Like the girl that rings, holy shit. And he has a half biological brother. So the, the, the parents got divorced after a while. After two kids, they got together. They had another one. I don't remember their names. And I don't remember their names because I got this super protective feeling. Like, that's my brother. We picked him up in the station wagon. I rescued him from those nuns. It's my little brother. He's the one that sat through all of my, you have to play school and dress up and do theater with me. So 15 years, so he met them. They were cool. And they had they put together an album for him and showed him what their life was like and what it would have been like if they had kept him and stayed with him. The cool thing is my brother, still my brother, and he's totally, quote unquote, chose all of us. You know, it was a weird feeling for all of us. He never, he meets them once a year every now and then. And... He's like, you guys are my family. I don't know. These are strangers because they are. But all of a sudden, he's got people that look just like him. And he said to me one year, a few years in, they're here at Christmas. They're all in town from Florida where they live. Do you want to meet them? And I said, do I want to meet your 
brothers? Your siblings? And I said, no. That's that. Thank you. I'm Amy Lisetsky. Thanks, Amy. The Narrators is produced by Robert Rutherford, Aaron Rollman, Mary Robertson, and me, Ron Doyle. I produce and record the podcast with engineering assistance by Josh Johnson. And our founder and executive producer is Andrew Orvidal. The Narrators podcast is brought to you by these amazing sponsors. The great guys at Illegal Pete's and Greater Than Records, who in addition to providing rad burritos all over town, provide great local music and comedy. The next time you need a photographer, remember From the Hip Photo. You can learn more about their honest and unforgettable service at fromthehipphoto.com. Check out the appropriately named Sexy Pizza on their website, sexypizzaonline.com. And finally, by Breckenridge Brewery, making balanced, approachable, and interesting handcrafted beers in Colorado for over 25 years. Check them out at breckbrew.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or on your favorite mobile podcatcher. For more information and to find past episodes, visit thenarrators.org. Thanks for listening.